0: Hi, and welcome to the Wiseman's Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Angela Council, and with a background as a naturopath, I thought I knew exactly what happened to women when they reached menopause until I experienced it myself. I then realized that there was so much more to this time of life than what was written in the textbooks. I decided it was time to bring this stage of life out of the closet and to have some open and honest conversations with women who are going through the same journey. Wise Women's Conversation has been created to share information and experiences from other wise women in our community. Sit back and listen to the wise women speak. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Wise Women's Conversations. It's Angela here and today I am having a chat with Janet McGeever. and Janet is the co-author with Diana Richardson of this fantastic book called Tantric Sex and Menopause, Practices for a Spiritual and Sexual Renewal. Now, so many women tell me when they get to this time of life, their libido disappears, they have no interest in sex at all. And if they do, it's painful, it's uncomfortable, which then turns them off even more. This is such an interesting conversation. And even just reading Janet's book before I um, spoke to it, there was so much to learn and she comes at this this intimacy from a completely different way to the way we've all kind of seen sex and intimacy in the movies and what we've been taught it's all about um, being open to receiving and um, energy levels and we'll get more into it through the um, interview but really this was a very it was a very revealing um, conversation that we had it was Look, I had some really big aha moments even when I was reading the book I had some big awakenings that we as 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 humans don't really understand about intimacy proper intimacy and you know growing up when I did you know in the 70s whenever anyone talked about tantric sex it was also always about something strange where people were just doing all these strange positions it's not about that at all um And Janet will share um, with us what it is all about and how we can um, connect back to ourselves so that we can have a higher level intimate relationship with um, our partners. Now, Janet does run um, couples partner retreats where she teaches this, I think it's called the Making Love Retreat, and she talks about that a little bit um, in this episode as well as um, she also runs retreats for women as well now if you're like me you're going to listen to Janet and you're just going to her voice is so calming it is so level it is it's very very mesmerizing um, she just she, just her energy that just comes through as I was speaking to her it just really really calms me down and made me feel safe talking about a topic which can be quite uncomfortable Uh, particularly if you're like me you're uh, brought up um, in the catholic church went to an all-girls catholic school where basically you know i can i can still vividly remember the day that when i think i was in year 10 and the priest stood at the front of the room and wrote the word fornication in big letters across the 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 blackboard and said you will not do this and i kind of putting the fear of god into you when you know should you be doing things that were not seen to be um, what Catholic girl, girls did. And Janet really um, holds a really safe space as we actually go in and hold uh, have this conversation. So I truly hope that you enjoy the conversation. Hopefully Janet answers a few questions for you. And if you get the opportunity, honestly, grab the book Tantric Sex and Menopause Practices for a Spiritual and Sexual Renewal by Diana Richardson and Janet McGeever It is an easy read Um, I have got little post-it notes all over it and actually to be honest I haven't finished reading it I've almost finished reading i kind of stopped and started a few times but it is an absolutely it's a gentle book it's very very gentle and it explains in a nice gentle way what happens to women as they come through menopause which is the stuff that I talk about and then how you can actually have an intimate relationship after your body has gone through all of these hormonal changes. So I really hope that you enjoy this Wise Woman's Conversations. I'll be back at the end to have a little bit more of a chat with you. Bye for now. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Wise Women's Conversations. And I have got a beautiful guest with me today. We've been trying to get this conversation going for a long time. but It's an important one. And obviously, this was the right time for us to be having it. So I'm speaking with Janet McGeever, and she is the author of Tantric Sex and Menopause. And I know you, the ladies that are listening to this, will want to know what this is all about. So Janet, welcome to Wise Women's Conversations.
1: Thank you so much, Angela. It's wonderful to be here. <laughs> Thank you. So share with us, who
0: is Janet and how did you come to be doing what you're doing today?
1: Great. Who am I? Wow, that's a big question. <laughs> First of all, I just want to say I'm co-author along oh, yes, with Diana yes, Richardson. Yes, yeah, Diana Richardson. Yeah, I really Richardson. must say that because she's she's really such a um, a leader in the field. Um, How am I? Well, I'm I'm 59, about to turn 60. Um, I'm a grandmother, uh, a mother of two children, and a grandmother of two beautiful granddaughters. Um, I went into menopause quite early, um, around. Well, it kind of started around late 30s. And then I was through by 43, 45. Um, I've always been someone who's been passionate about personal growth, personal development, health, um, women's health. I was my, my mother introduced me to women's or to health very early on. She was doing yoga when she was 15. And. I used to, when I was 15, not her, when I was 15, you know, I used to see her doing that. So she had a quite a big influence actually on me, um, really in my early years. So I think that actually kind of without, you know, meaning to that did influence me and moving in this direction. And um, I started my career as a teacher, but I really gravitated, I was an art teacher, but I very much gravitated towards the creative arts and then experiential you know what it's like to live in this body mm-hmm. um, and and i think that's also why but really um my experience of relationships is what brought me to this work because the pain and suffering i guess that i went through in um, you know going from a young woman who was just vibrant and sexually alive and um you know everything was was easy to then having having children things getting a little difficult and then getting more difficult and feeling like there was this huge gap this abyss between myself and my partner and that that I had no way to bridge this gap and it was incredibly painful and I really thought that there was something so deeply wrong with me and um, always say I I went on this pathological search to find out what was wrong and did all sorts of therapies because I'm know in that field and it was really wasn't until I came to Diana Richardson's work and started to hear and read and understand what it was about where it was like a switch went on and this is what I see with women and men there's a switch that goes on when they hear this this teaching that really it's a departure from the conventional way of making love conventional sex And how we know it, and how we've known it for centuries. And, um, you know, we've all lived, we've always lived in this reproductive phase of of sexuality. And then to open into something that that can be something different in that way, we're always only living one half of our potential um, as as humans, really. And to be able to um, make love in a tantric way where, where we're actually allowing the energy to be retained within the body and also to expand allows such a deep um, connection to self, to the other, relaxation. Um, Also, it wasn't all goal-driven the way that I'd been used to sex being. Um, And also I felt like I had time to just explore and my body. I could start to allow my, start to, let my body be as, as she is, as it is, without having to ramp it up and be something that it wasn't. And, of course, as you know, through your naturopathy and through everything that you share, um, the body does change, you know, when, when we reach menopause and every woman's profile is different. But, um, yeah, it just, I, I went from, yeah, like I said, being very um, expressive to not interested <laughs> ever very very
0: common <laughs> really
1: so um yeah yeah sure.
0: so yeah. we'll talk a little bit more about menopause in a minute and how that how that shows up for us but can you just explain what the term tantric sex means because i know that my vision is you know in the 80s they used to talk about tantric sex and it was just like doing sex in all different strange positions but mm-hmm. i know it's more than that so can yeah. you explain what it is and also what you mean by the energy
1: yeah great question so tantra really I mean there's a couple of different meanings but it really means expansion it really means um, creating an environment for expansion and when you think of conventional sex it's not that it's it's contraction most of the time it's not real not always sometimes it, it can be but Um, so, and also it, it, in, in this context, it's bringing mindfulness to the body, bringing mindfulness, bringing awareness inwards. So it's always awareness inwards, inwards, inwards. And when we start to become aware inwards, like feeling the body and then feeling, well, if we were to go a layer deeper within the body, or even if you rub your hands together, And you feel, you know, that, that feeling Mm. that's energy, you know, that that's being activated in the body. Well, Chinese, you know, the Indians, they, they know that this chi, this energetic uh, flow is naturally within the body. It's not something that Westernized people really talk about um, and we don't see it, but it's something that we need to be able to access, or it's not need to, but if you choose to, to access by, being still, being silent, meditative practices, mindfulness practices, to start to recognise the flow of this energetic, um, you know, space within us. And there's a beautiful flow for men and women, beautiful flow for women from our breasts downwards and for men from their genitals upwards. Um, That that is an activating force Mm -hmm. within us. And when
0: I read your book, well, I haven't finished reading it and I showed you, for those of you who are watching, um, there's lots of sticky notes in here because (laughs) it is so totally different to what we've been taught about sex. Now, because we don't really get lessons on this, do we? You know, it's like we just learn from what we watch on TV or, you know, basically the media teaches us Mm -hmm. what sex is all about because as humans and i think particularly as women we've disconnected so much from ourselves and i'll talk about that in a little bit in a minute because so what we think is sex is really as you said it's goal oriented we're trying to get to a goal mm. and that's all it's about whereas what you write about it's not goal oriented it's it is t- totally different so how do we kind of where does this shift where does this disconnect Happening. I don't know if I'm asking the question right, but you know, why do we have this disconnect? Where has it come from? And how do we shift that disconnect back into connecting back? I'm assuming back to ourselves first. That's mm. where we've got to go, we've got to yeah. go inside. The connection is not coming outside, it's coming from inside first, correct?
1: Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, wow, great question. Multiple <laughs> layers there. <laughs> told you i will be reading the book (laughs) so i mean where did where did it come from i mean you know thousands of years of procreation and you know I, i guess almost like you know having to make the species survive like animals you know the thing is about humans is that we don't have to have sex only when we're on heat it's not it we we can choose so that Gives us a little suggestion of of where we can where we can head into a more um, connected or higher um, love or ha- higher connection between a couple. So um, and I think also you're absolutely right. There's been no education around around this. I mean, when couples come to retreats, and the first thing they say is, "My God, this needs to be taught in schools," and the same with the books. Um, there was a there was a lady called Alice Bunker Holmes I think her name is she was an, an American GP who brought in something quite similar in the early 1900s to her community where she was um, a, a doctor and uh, it's called caressa or caressa which comes from um, the, the word to caress mm-hmm. and and also to uh, instead of going for the goal of having orgasm and ejaculation to actually create the space where we don't, we don't actually go for that, which is basically what we're talking about here in that book. Um, and her, what she used to say is that this is the solution for all marriage breakdowns. And um, I really love that and I believe that. So it's lovely to, to see that there's different avenues that this work has kind of come through. And um, I think also, like you said, education, we're not even educated, we're only educated about the biology of what and even if that, you know, like there's nothing really that worthwhile um, that we're really taught. I mean I remember, you know, I went to a Catholic school and in grade 10, I think we were, we were put into the, the hall and then we were to see this video this video or presentation about sex. And I just my mind, Just couldn't grasp that, you know, the penis actually grew and then it went inside. And I was terrified. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how can that actually possibly happen? So, you know, I think sometimes it just strikes terror. And it did for me anyway at that point. But um, I'll
0: just tell you my story. Same thing Catholic girls' school, year 10, we were all put in this room with the priest who wrote (laughs) across the board in big letters. Fornication, and he said, <laughs> "And you won't do this." To this day, I can still remember that. But and that sits within us. That sits, it you know. Particularly if you're brought up in the Catholic re- um, religion, that's that's within every single one of yeah. us. that's within every cell, our, our DNA, and so then we're being taught that sex is wrong, exactly. And sex outside of marriage is wrong. And you know, if you're doing it, best, you're you're bad or you know, mm-hmm. and then there's all the, the words that go with it. You know, you know mm-hmm. girls that sleep around or they're sluts or they're easy. Yeah. Guys are, you know, got on you. But for women, it's like it's complete. It's a really different set of words and languaging that comes around it, which makes us ashamed of our yeah. body. And yeah. I know that, you know, I have that, that shame sits there. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, and it's there all the time. And I think in menopause, a lot of it starts to come up.
1: Yes, yes, yeah, it does, it does. It, a, lot, a lot rears its head. In <laughs> it. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but just just coming back, back to that question, that wonderful long question, um, also, also, you know, we're not taught, girls are not taught much, boys really, even back in our day, it was magazines or talking or, or you know, that kind of thing there's no, there's just no understanding of what a girl really wants or needs really. And, um, and so because girls didn't know, or we didn't know, we just follow the mm. male lead mostly, not, not always. Some women are very um, expressive sexually. So I don't want to be completely generalizing here, but um, you know, and, and now of course we've got online online, um, porn <laughs> and things like that, that, that unfortunately are really seeping into the culture and, and the advocate, advertising culture. So it's more and more confusing um, for, for, for girls and boys now, I think, than ever. Um, but because there's that lack of education, it creates such a disconnect because for women we need something a lot slower, uh, something much more tender, much more opening than the fast, furious, you know, not furious, fast, you know, over and done with very fast, very, very quick um, reproductive sex. So no no kind of uh, emotional connection can really start to be um, or or deeply engaged in that. And often when it's also been um, documented that, when orgasm and ejaculation happen, um, there, there, there's been a very a rise in dopamine and then a drop, and then often there'll be a real drop. And uh, you know, I say this to couples, and they go, oh, "No, no," you know. But then they notice, they yeah. experiment, and they go, "Well, we actually we didn't, and then we felt really, really amazing, and then we did, and then we just felt yuck, like yeah. we, we felt really disconnected, and like, well, that's odd." But I mean, there are the you know, I go and can go into that a little bit deeper where it doesn't necessarily have to be like that, but it often depends on how much tension and how much there is going for that goal, you know, to make that happen, where we're then outside of ourselves and in fantasy and in the future. And we're not actually with this person, you know. And if we are, if we were to actually open our eyes and actually just drop in, we automatically go slower if we actually really decide to drop into being present, it's slower, it's more connected, it's more engaging and there's uh, you know, a much, much more possibility for an emotional connection there. So I just think that this work is like a re-education around sex and, um, and that conventional sex leads to so many, so many, so much depression, so much sadness, so much loneliness, so much disconnection. And, um, and anger as well, you know, between a couple because, you know, a, a man often can go, well, it used to be fine. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And so there's this resentment, you know, dynamic that starts up. And I find that once couples start to understand both just receive this information and, and get it, it just makes so much sense. And um, then there's the possibility for connection and love, and and the female body just opens and responds, and you know, like the men just see the the response and what a difference, and they just go, oh my god, this is what I've been wanting. I've been wanting her to open up like this, and I just haven't known which you know how how to make that happen. So yeah.
0: So. I told you before that I had a big aha moment and I'm just going to read because this really, I think this, for me, this was just the biggest thing. It's like the shift from the mind to the body, it's anchored in the physical and the body in the present moment. So many women want to disconnect from their body. And this is one of the things I find with a lot of women that um, I work with is they're disconnected from their body because they want something that takes something to fix it. And I think as women, and once again, these aren't still general statements, but as women, we have been taught shamed to disconnect from our bodies over the years. And we don't even, I mean, so many women I work with, when I used to work with infertility, they didn't understand their cycles. And now I'm teaching women now as they're coming into menopause, how their cycles were supposed to work and how that's impacting your your hormones and all that. And it's like that's almost at the end when you really don't need to know that much information. But because we're so disconnected from our cycle of who we are, of being a woman, and this is even beyond feminine energy and masculine energy, it's just Mm -hmm. being a woman. As a woman, we have cycles, we work in cycles, but we're so disconnected from it. And what I kind of got from reading is that, because we're spending so much time in the mind and as I read what you and Diana had um, been talking about it's like we just need to really start to reconnect back into ourselves and Mm -hmm. start to listen to what our body has to say because you know you talk about the body the female body wants to open Mm -hmm. yet so society almost tells us we have to close and we have to cover it all up Mm -hmm. and that was kind of the big aha moment that I got and it's like when women can be open and can be really accepting of their body in its totality. I mean, how many women can stand in front of the mirror and really look at themselves, look at themselves naked and say, I love every part of my body? Mm. Most of us can't even look at our genitalia because we've been told it's dirty.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And I, mean, I don't know where question questioning here, but this is kind of what my big aha, as I was reading, it's like, we as women we need to find ways to get back to ourselves. And I don't know how we do it. How do we do that? How do we get back to ourselves? Hmm. That's probably my question. I know it's very random about way of asking. No, my that's
1: beautiful. And it's and it's so true. I mean, it's just such a cultural overlay for us to be ashamed of any part of our body, every part of our body, it's not perfect, and it's really getting worse because of social media and you know all, all all those expectations that we have. So whatever we can do to support each other, to really witness each other in our beauty, and and to acknowledge each other in that, and to see see that in each woman, and actually speak it and feed it back to her, so that it it gets starts to kind of seep into the cells. But as far as being, you know, coming home or coming into the body, it, this this is it's. Bliss is only possible if we're living absolutely within the body or, you know, expansion, happiness, joy, all of those. They're not something that actually are a mind job. It's actually within the body. So it's like how can women start to reconnect, not from the mind, oh, I've got to live in my body, to actually experiencing oneself in the body. And it is very very simple um i mean for a start we need to let go of control and control (laughs) let go of tension that's right (laughs) because relaxation when a woman starts to relax she opens so you know a woman who's tense she's kind of a bit repelling Hmm. but when when she's relaxed and open you want to go towards her you know like that there's that feel and she she's expanding so that's tantric you know so so relaxation is is an important thing this is why in the book i include the restorative yoga um, practices not just for restoring you know adrenal health but but also just for her to open into into a relaxed state and as we move into menopause it's more and more important for us to you know we're not winding down to just go to sleep but we're winding down to be more in our body's rhythm for this time of our life um, and also use anchor points within the body and so I, I, I use the breast meditation and womb, womb space um, work when it's all in the, in the book as well but these are ways that we can anchor down into the body but there's there is one little transition before we do that and that is using the breath so it's catching you know okay i'm tense i can feel myself i'm in my head awareness first take a breath so you know when we breathe it settles the nervous system especially to breathe down into the into the abdomen and then into the upper chest and outwards so cortisol levels start to start to drop um, and and then it's almost like feeling as if there's an elevator inside and you're dropping down in. I always love to start with the womb space and coming down into that part of the body and grounding through the legs and and then also bringing into awareness our breaths and our nipples. Now, you know, it's like, no, you're not going to be doing this all day, every day, but, I mean, I'll sit and work and I'll be okay what, what am I you know what's here and I can be just sitting and have awareness of my breasts and all my states. and it sounds really weird but it's just actually really good for women to actually um keep using these as practices to start to um be more embodied and be less like a head walking around and um and also to use movement so I always say like move every day and um, you know feel the movement in the hips as well and just you know start to enjoy the body from the inside because you know it, it might be hard to look at our own body and and go "Okay, I love all of that but when you start to experience it from the inside when you start to feel your body from the inside and start to open and relax there's pleasure in that and 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 in that way, it's an inside job, you know, and um, and there's something alchemical that happens, something energetic that happens when a woman is resting back inside herself. There's a real beauty um, and radiance that that comes, and um, it's it's so subtle. So it's yeah. It's not this big blast, you know, like I'm hanging from the rafters, sexy kind of thing. It's it's very subtle and feminine energy, I think, is very subtle. And the more that we can open into, into the subtleties um, of that, the more joy comes, the more um, pleasure comes in just our daily interactions, let alone, you know, being in the bedroom and lovemaking. So... I love what answered you answered your question. <laughs> you
0: said it's subtle, and I think this is really—I think this is important because we've lived in a masculine world where everything's big and bold and bang. Yep, yeah, and that's how we've grown up. Our generation has grown up with that. So you know, and whatever we're talking about, you know, we're expecting to kind of see fireworks. And you know, when I'm in the right place, when I'm in flow, fireworks. But it isn't feminine energy when we're in flow. It is just that slight shift. Yes. That change in energy. And if we're not aware of it, we miss it.
1: Yes, so true. And if we don't value it, we miss it. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's when we start to value the subtle, finer energies within our body for men and for women then we start to notice these, these shifts and changes. And it's not an overnight thing. It's, it's something that, you know, when you keep practising, um, it's there and people go, there's something different about you. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's something, you know. <laughs> so and that's that little secret, really. Actually, the I love listening your sense.
0: voice because you're so calm. No. Oh. Your voice is so calming. And to me, you're embodying everything you're talking about right now. And it's coming through in your voice. Mm. And your voice is open, it's inviting. And it's just got that subtle energy about it. And obviously, you live what you talk and what you teach. Mm. And, you know, and, you know, I can see you, those who aren't listening won't be able to see you, but you can feel the energy come through in your voice. So, yeah, it's, it's absolutely, I could continue to listen to you favorite.
1: You mean, you could just say the <laughs> alphabet and I'd probably just... <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> well, you know, I, I really believe that this is, this is, you know, every woman, this is for everybody. It, I mean, of course, we all have our different styles and personalities and ways of being. But, um, you know, I, I don't think that the feminine is one thing and it's, um and I think it's been categorized way too much in modern new age and um, also masculine as well. So, um, you know, I, re- I really love just encouraging women to, you know, when, when they start to drop in and start to be more embodied and more in touch with this subtle energy within in themselves, uh, it's something that, that they discover this essence that's always been there this that they were born with this this that's always been and and perhaps she remembers it from when she was a child or teenager or certain times in her life when they when it was really expressed but it's um yeah it's something that is accessible to all women i really believe
0: as you've been talking and when you were talking about moving do you know natalie southgate no, because she lives not too far from you, um, but she created chakra dance, which is movement through the chakras. Yes. and um, and and I just as you were talking, it's, that's what kind of came to mind. That when we learn to move through our chakras, particularly through our sacral chakra, and because the music, she has different music for you know yes. different beats and tones for every every chakra. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I can, as you were talking, I can see Natalie because she's beautiful in her body and I can actually just see her moving through that um, that chakra. And I think that's probably one of the easiest ways, is it not, for women to kind of start to reconnect back into their body is just to dance. Because we used to dance when we were younger and whether or not it's headbanging, dancing or whatever, it was movement of the body. Yeah. And when we yeah. can just get back to moving the body instead of sitting at a desk all day, type, 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 or on a phone or whatever, we, I don't think we move enough anymore. We don't oh, do yeah. it. Mean, we've all been locked down, but, you know, but we don't get out and dance. And because mm-hmm. I know that I used to always, every Friday night was out dancing and I could do nut push till the cows come home. Now the knees and hips, not quite so we Can do that. Can't do that on the high heels anymore. But we just don't do that anymore because that's no. also the fun of life, isn't it?
1: yeah exactly and if you look at all indigenous cultures dance is a huge part of the culture and and they're very sensual they're very alive they're very you know and engaging and present and i think that's the thing is when we're living in our heads a lot we're we're absent we're not actually present and it's a really beautiful way for women to actually become really present in a body is to just move and and definitely move the hips and it doesn't take much it's no. all there it is all there i mean i get i put music on often with my grandkids cuz they live here and we're often dancing and um it's just so good for the soul and and it's so uplifting and joyous and i really think that that movement is a way that women get in touch with their joy yeah. i've seen it over and over it just and it's no you know, there doesn't have to be any rules about anything and how it should be or anything. It's just put a bit of music on and get those hips moving and <laughs> those arms dangling and, you know, enjoy. And um, honestly, I think this is the thing is, is that we can get so hung up on there being such a big problem with us, you know, sexually or sensually or feminine feminine wise or whatever, but, It's so simple and so quick to actually make a shift through movement, through stillness, through awareness. It literally just can take, you know, a couple of minutes for that energy to shift within us. So I think that's the important thing, that it's not something that we need to run away and and get. It's like when we come back to the body, our body is a pleasure centre and i don't mean just sexually i just mean all over you know you know we have these amazing hearts and you know this this, this possibility for openness and i think too that allows for what i always call like an unveiling a shedding because we're we go along life and we're putting this layer on and this layer on and this layer on and then we do some do ourselves up to make us look something But, um, you know, through these practices, it it allows for this beautiful, beautiful shedding naturally, easily to just come back to simplicity of who who we actually are. And uh, and then I think that this is how self-love can be cultivated. You know, it's not a mind job. It's really a body. It's a body experience job. Once you start to experience that subtle, subtleness and that joy within, it's, um, it's a beautiful thing and it's something to be so, oh, I feel so grateful for, to be living in a body. Except when there's pain <laughs> that comes, <laughs> which comes now. When, pain, when
0: there is pain, if we can actually start to move and get into our body and ask our body, what's the pain about? rather mm. than just going to try and find a pill to mask the pain. Totally. We yeah. can actually move through that pain because pain's a message for us. Exactly. And, it, and it's, it's, it's our body telling us that something's not working and not working right. And, you know, and I think bringing this back to menopause, I think this is a big thing is that we have so many women who, I don't like the term symptoms, menopause symptoms, because mm. to me menopause is a stage of life. Yes. I have symptoms that people associate with menopause, but menopause doesn't have symptoms. We have symptoms that are associated with hormones being out of balance, us being too stressed, not eating the right foods, not moving, whatever. That's, that's the symptoms. Menopause does not have symptoms. That's the way I see it. That's like the, that. view of the world. Yeah. And when everything just gets blamed on menopause, Yes. what we're doing is we're kind of like going well that's the problem nothing I can do about it menopause is the issue I'm in menopause this is a terrible time but we could turn that around and say well my body's speaking to me right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: what does it have to say because this is a time of change because menopause is definitely a time of change and your body is changing and it will never go back to the way it was before you know a number of women I said I oh, just wish things were the way they were before. Well, no sorry. Mm. They're not going to. Mm. Because as you came into puberty, your body changed. You are now coming out, the opposite end your body is changing. That is a fact of life. Mm. Hormones are changing, your body is changing. So it's time, you know, for us all to start stepping back in and owning the decisions we've made that've got us to where we are right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. So true. I think, that, I think that's what being I had.
0: Getting rid of the fear.
1: Sorry. I
0: think a lot of it comes from getting rid of the fear that we're afraid. I think I don't know. if you agree that we're afraid of the, the power that our bodies have?
1: Mm, mm, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think um, I think that, that's that that's a beautiful point. And um, I think for me, that's when I started to feel how important this work was. To bring it out because when i tracked back and saw how i'd been living through my 20s and 30s and 40s i started to understand why i'd gone into early menopause why why i was having such horrible symptoms and that kind of thing it's like mapping back mm. so i think that's a great thing that you do do teach your ladies um, you know about what it would have been like or, or could have been like um, but uh, what was the point that you just made before
0: we're afraid of our bodies afraid.
1: yeah for sure our and I think you know what what I see is when I have pain um it's an opportunity for self-care mm. I just go ah oh, okay <laughs> start to pull the reins in again <laughs> and let and let's you know what what's happening here and and start to really you know in, engage more self-care practices or support or whatever is needed there but definitely i think menopause i've spoken to women in their 40s who are like i'm so we're so scared of menopause you know what people are talking about and i'm like well it does change but it's a wonderful doorway as well
0: it's an opportunity to create something completely different
1: yeah and it's a doorway into the subtle world yeah this is what i what why i think it's such an opportunity because we don't have to be so subtle before but when menopause calls or when, when, when we're walking through that doorway, we do have to start to acknowledge the subtle or it it helps to acknowledge the subtleties and, um, and while especially in engaging and lovemaking, the more value we put to the subtle energies, then we start to, Oh my God, there's another whole world in there. That, that was never, I never thought possible to experience. You know, things like the generals even being still starting to make love, like have an energy. I don't know if you picked that up from the book, but they have their own energetic exchange that goes on. I mean, the body does too. But once you start to honour that subtle energy, that subtlety and slow down, come to even sometimes stillness, the, the genitals keep making love. <laughs> they, 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 there's, there's still movement in in that stillness, mm-hmm. and um, that's extraordinary. When I experienced that, I was like, "Wow!" There's, like you say, there's so much that's untapped in in the body um, to experience. And you know, when making love in in that way, a more subtle way, how you feel afterwards. We always say, "Afterwards is your teacher." It is a world of difference compared to you know having sex and you know just moving in the reproductive phase and going to orgasm and ejaculation yeah. and the release of women tension women, that's okay but pardon
0: for many women once they get to this time of life sex is painful
1: oh exactly
0: vaginal dryness the change in the hormones the lowered libido so it's actually the conventional way of doing it actually doesn't work for women. If in, that's right. If, yeah. if we, like our bodies change, so do our needs. And, you know, having that connection in a different way yeah. is what our bodies require. Yeah. Now, I don't understand fully how the men go through it, but I'm assuming men's needs change as well. Mm. Mm. And it's like, well, you know, we just have, you know, it's a relearning. It's a relearning of how we are intimate.
1: Definitely. the way that
0: our body now is because our body is different everything has yes. changed so we do we need to do things differently we can't do things the way they happened before because
1: it doesn't work it hurts no it hurts exactly <laughs> and that's why that pain is the doorway you know into the subtle into okay what's it like to actually just remain more still and or just allow the the, the vagina to soften and relax you know give her a chance to to relax and open and it might take a little while and then allow entry in a little bit more than when when she's a little more ready and then you know there's there's something just so beautiful and so um loving about that and um I think I think definitely yeah you're right men's needs do change that they're not as driven often as well but they're they they just want to know how to reach their, their woman. They want to know how to reach their partner, and um, that that's where it's so disheartening and confusing for men. So,
0: so you work with couples. So you do couples retreats. You take mm-hmm. couples away, and you you what do you do on these retreats? Tell me because I might come along to one of them. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> It's I'm just sure my husband will be in it, but you
1: know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so funny. But um often, but my assistant Jody always says, "Just tell him he's going to get to have sex every day." <laughs> and, um, that scares the the women off, but it's a whole different thing. um It's not. It, yes, there, there. We, we have love making sessions every afternoon not in the room this is everything's in the privacy of your own room in fact there are no demonstrations or nudity in in our retreats at all and that's what I really loved about about this work it was totally different to what I'd heard about tantra being um, when I went over to Switzerland for the first time and um, we experienced the making love retreat and um, yeah so that's what I, I run is Diana Richardson's retreat here in Australia. So, um, look, it's just a very beautiful. Every day there's a t- new teaching. So it's like it built, it builds on the day before. And everything is about, we have a lot of exercises to help guide men and women into their bodies, into the subtle awareness Um, We have times of connecting, beautiful couple times where I facilitate, you know, a coming together. Um, It's a lot about learning how to be home here first, being in your body before you actually do connect with another person. So there's a lot of learning of those practices of, okay, how can I be here first? And it's always through the body. Um, And then I can step forward and and be with the other. So it's very, very gentle. And, um, yeah, so the mornings are always beautiful exercises like stretching Qigong and breathing and then connecting exercises. And then you have morning tea and then we go into the teaching part. Also a chance to share insights. And um, it's so wonderful to hear from other couples um, what they're understanding and learning and time for questions. And yeah. Um, You know, it's it's interesting. Often it's like people go, "Oh, I don't want to have to come and just disclose everything." And you don't have to. You don't have to say a thing through the whole retreat. And this is we always reiterate that right at the start. Just this is a very private experience, and you can just keep it to yourself and your couple. And then we always have beautiful food at the retreats and um, lunch, and then the afternoons from three to six is is to go into the room and actually into your own room and just create the space. It's the time, it's a long period of time to allow for that slowness and allow to, you know, have a bath or have a cup of, and then come together and put in just even some of the practices that we've learned already. So it's, it's you know, if you just shift just one degree in, in your approach to lovemaking, you end up in a very, very different direction. So I always say, you know, you've got the rest of your life to put this into practice, what you learn in this week, um, because usually once once couples have experienced the week, there's no going back. And, um, and we learn about the bodies, you know, the energetic, how a man's body works, a woman's body works, um, about the circulation of sexual energy. Um, but we have a day even on emotions and how to deal with emotions within you know a couple um and how to deepen that polarity between you feminine and masculine polarity so yeah and then beautiful evening sessions as well so it's um it's a it's full but it's actually very spacious the week because we have that long beautiful afternoon and um yeah it's just wonderful I, I just I feel so privileged to to teach this work and when when the very first retreat over there and by day three I just went oh my god this this is well you know the answer to world peace I've got to you know I want to take this to Australia and she said well darling and I like this about Diana she she doesn't teach teachers she just goes you just have to practice because in my experience this takes like about five years to really embody so go away practice for five years come back and ask me and um we came back three years later and and we asked again and she granted us permission to or the authority to teach here so so yeah it's um a real privilege so i know you do
0: the couples but do you work with just single
1: people i do i do Yes, I do in my woman time retreat. So I have women to. come yeah to the woman time retreat, which was a retreat that was actually um, born from the book. Actually, when I, when I wrote the book, and you know a lot of understanding around things that I was reading and learning around the body that I didn't know, and then things around um, the womb, and you know you probably got to the chapter around um, prolapse and things like that, things that just are not spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, you know what, I really want to put together a weekend that really supports women in, in their bodies, to that it's not a place of pain always, it's somewhere where we can return to and how to really, really love this, this vessel and treat it as your companion, not as your enemy. So, yeah, that's what that was all about.
0: I've definitely got to come to that one (laughs) because we need more of this. This is what we need. Women, you know, for the work I do, the work you do, it's really just connecting women back to who they are and to feel safe to do so.
1: Yeah. I think
0: safety is a big thing because I think, okay, I'm just going to speak for me, that there have been many times in my life that I haven't felt safe being a woman. Yes. haven't felt safe within my body and particularly when i used to work in the corporate and everything like that it's like so which is you spoke before about you know uh, women allowing people to come in had to put barriers up yeah because that was the only way you could survive to get through to work another day and you know to Mm. work in the city and to travel to the city there kind of had to be these walls Mm. kind of put yourself into that safety Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as we grow up and then we become mothers and there was still that bubble of safety, Because, but now that bubble extended to the children, you want to keep them safe as well. So we spend our whole time trying to be safe Mm -hmm. in that safety where almost closing ourselves off
1: Mm -hmm.
0: instead of feeling safe being open.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it's very hard in our society to feel safe whilst being open and inviting.
1: Yeah. And the only way that we can do that and be that is to be really anchored in our bodies is to actually be in and we can't that's that doesn't come from the mind to to be open and to you know have these bound. it's 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 an embodied experience so the womb space down through your legs through here and that is something that is you know a daily practice that um Allows. And I'm not saying I'm there all the time. I mean, there's times when I feel uh, unsafe but, um, or, or just like this is not okay for me, but I know how to return. And I think that these tools are really important for women. So it's not about the world having to make us safe. It's about, well, how can I be safe within this body um, through being home here and not escaping, you know, into my head or into the mind? And also this whole issue of safety and security. And I think also I believe that this way of making love really helps to bond a couple very deeply and it really helps to create that safety and when, especially when a man is really holding that space for a woman, you know, his menopausal partner, um, it, start it, there's a part of you that just kind of starts to feel like this safety cells are starting to grow from the inside because you can trust your man that he is holding that space for you and you're holding that for him as well. So there's that deep, beautiful bond and connection that can be um, cultivated through this way of making love. Which is just healing and precious. And
0: yeah, I could listen to you all day. (laughs) I know that the last few months, well, they've been chaotic for everybody, but I know you've taken a bit of a break over the last few months. Mm -hmm. Are you running retreats or are they still on a little bit of a hold? I mean, can we get you? Know, this? I don't
1: know. <laughs> um, this year, it's, it's, I'm not, there's no, nothing on. Um, yes, I am. So we run the Making Love Retreat typically in May and October next year. On my website, you can go on to events and Making Love Retreat and click on there and click on registration. and You'll get um, registered for an email that will keep you updated about the dates for next year. And the same for woman time as well. So woman time retreat is typically in August next year. So it is a bit of a way away. Um, however, I am working on online woman time, woman time online so that um, you know women can experience the work in that way as well, if they can't get to a retreat. So um, there's a lot in, website? sorry? Yeah, your website what's your website yeah so that yeah they're all on my website so com mm-hmm. and also makingloveretreat.com.au is is the um the direct one for the making love retreat okay. but you can get to that through my janetmcgeever one there's a lot of resources on there so a lot of blogs and the latest <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i've been having this hiatus this year and, and it's been great because i actually feel like um I feel regenerated from it and uh, re-inspired and feel like a new sense of purpose, uh, which is great. I think we all need that. Don't you? Yes,
0: we certainly uh, do. Yeah. Now I will put all your links and everything in the show notes, but just before we finish up from one wise woman to another, what words of wisdom do you want to share with our audience before we finish up today?
1: Relax. to make a good so, teacher <laughs> <laughs> just relax <laughs> We've, when, like i said before when women relax we open into the better part of ourselves and um and and coming back in and home and we open into joy and expressiveness and our lightness and our radiance and um so that that to me is is that that's probably the one thing is relaxation is just so key in tantra and um yeah i mean there's there's more that i think i think i run you know and, and cultivate this energy within you're like really come home into the body
0: Do so I read the book tantric sex and menopause practices for spiritual and sexual renewal by diana richardson and janet mcgever you honestly it's it's a really really it's a fantastic book um there is just so much in it i i said i'm halfway through it and i've tagged so many different things that i need to go back and look at um, it is a really really it's an easy read yes but um it but it's just so so uh, it's amazing it's a very very good book oh, thank
1: congratulations you. I'm on so that. glad thank you thank
0: you <laughs> oh. so i just want to say thank you for all of our viewers and listeners for joining us and hope you enjoyed this conversation why not let us know what you thought what did, what did you take away from what Janet had to share today? I mean, she's got a she beautiful voice. It's just so calming. If you're not calm after listening to Janet, <laughs> I don't know what, what's going to calm you down. Just relax. We're, we're just relax. <laughs> I'll be back next week with another wise women's conversation. So that's it for me. Infinite love and gratitude. Bye for now. Thank you wow what did you think of that conversation with janet isn't her voice isn't she just have a nice calming manner um i just i absolutely love just listening to her and being in her presence now if you want to find more out about janet you can pop over to her website which is janet mcgeever which is j-a-n-e-t-m-c-g-e-e-v-e-r.com um her other retreat is called other website is called makingloveretreat.com.au as i said grab the book absolutely fantastic book and learn a little bit more about the work that janet does Um, you can find out about her on facebook and instagram she's there as janet mckeever i'll put all these links in the show notes but really go and learn more about the work that janet does it's absolutely fantastic and i think we need to really reconnect you know whether you're in a relationship or not reconnecting to the intimate side of you um, is is part of becoming the wise woman um, and once you be, when you when you become I suppose the word is whole and you step into that wisdom and that intimacy you know what's on the other side is unbelievable just before we go I just want to share with you the thrive in menopause collective This is a membership program that I've created, and this this collective is about women coming together and as a community supporting each other as everyone goes through the menopause journey. Everyone's on different stages of the journey. Everyone's experiencing different things, but together we can support each other and we can come through the other side so that we can thrive in this stage of our lives. I've had a dream for a very, very long time. And actually this was a real dream that I had. And what I saw was women sitting around a campfire and they were laughing and they were singing and there was you know, some music going on and everybody was really, really connected. And there was a a feeling as I kind of, I was like observing all of this. It's like, this is something I created. And there was just this feeling of coming home, a feeling of being safe, peace, calm and this is what I wanted to create in the Thriving Menopause Collective, the same type of feeling. There will come a day when um, I get to sit around a, a fire with a group of women. I already have the property to do it, I have a farm, 10 acres, at the moment I'm just not living on it, I'm still living in Sydney but I will be moving to it within the next couple of years and I can see that becoming a reality but in the meantime, I want to create the same energy even if it is on an online um, basis so if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about the thrive in menopause collective um, I've got created a web page and it's got a whole pile of information on there and if you just want to go to bit, B-I-T dot L-Y, so bit.ly forward slash thrive underscore membership if you go over there There's a lot more information on there. And at the moment I have a special founding members price. This price is not going to last for much longer. Um, I will be, when I do a full launch on this membership, which I'll be doing early next year, the founding member price will disappear. So if you want to get in at a bargain price, at a low price and stay at that price for the whole time that you're in the membership, regardless of what it is that I'm charging um, everybody else, this is your opportunity to do so. And I'd really love to in, invite you to join us and to really find the space where you feel supported and where you can learn how it is possible to navigate this man, menopause time of life with ease because I do know it's possible. I did it, I found the way, many of the, well, actually all of the women that I work with they're doing it. And many other women that I know, they're doing it as well. So it is possible. So that's it from me until next week, when I'll be back with another Wise Women's Conversations from my heart to yours, infinite love and gratitude. Bye for now.